Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. A special guest joining us uh, this, uh, this week to preview the upcoming uh, college football season. It's uh, Phil Steele. Puts out the uh, the most reliable and most accurate uh, college football uh, prediction magazine uh, each uh, each summer. Uh, so, Phil, I, I guess you know if we're starting on uh, on Tobacco Road, the, the story this season is, is kind of it's kind of all about Sam Howell, Mac Brown, and in, uh, in Carolina in uh, in Chapel Hill. Uh, how how high are your expectations for the uh, for the Tar Heels this season? Yeah, expectations are extremely high for North Carolina. I think they enter the year in the AP Top 10, uh, so it's been a while since uh, that's happened. And uh, when you look at them, the biggest question marks I have for North Carolina are going to be at running back and a receiver. You know, you lose players like De'Ami Brown and Daz Newsom, a receiver, uh, and then Michael Gardner and Javante Williams, a running back. Those are some big-time losses. However, with Sam Howell, a quarterback, and uh, a very explosive offense led by Jay Bateman, as the offensive coordinator, I think that he will throw some new, throw enough passes to the receivers where we develop new receivers and probably have similar statistics. Uh, last year's leading receiver, Dami Brown, a thousand yards. Daz Newsom, six eighty four. I would expect this year's top two receivers to resemble that this year. So I'm not too concerned with the receiving core. The offensive line is out. Sam Howell's out. Biggest question mark is running back. I don't believe there's going to be two thousand yard running backs like last year. But Ty Chandler does come over from Tennessee. That's a big-time addition. Uh, players like Josh Henderson, D.J. Jones, they're pretty good there. Uh, North Carolina's biggest improvement is going to be on the defensive side of the ball this year. Ten starters back. Uh, they are going to have a much-improved defense. So add it all up, I think when you look at the talent and the schedule this year, North Carolina could very well be favored in uh, 11, maybe even 12 games, but probably 11 games this year with the one game as an underdog being at Notre Dame. Yeah, certainly, uh, like you said, certainly uh, big expectations. Um, you know, it's been Clemson's, the ACC's been Clemson's league to lose for uh, for so long now. Is Carolina, in your opinion, are they good enough this year to challenge Clemson? I believe they are good enough to challenge Clemson. Anytime you have a quarterback like Sam Howell, you have a puncher's chance, and then you throw in the fact that I expect a much improved defense. Now, Clemson's very strong again this year. Yes, they lose Trevor Lawrence, but DJ Uyunglele, I uh, got in two big starts last year. They averaged about 38 points per game when he started. I think he's got a better receiving core than uh, Trevor Lawrence had last year. Better offensive line than was in front of Trevor Lawrence last year. They do lose Etienne at running back, which is a big-time question mark, but they've got a couple of true freshmen in Will Shipley and Phil Maffa coming in who are both among the top running backs in the country. Defensively, they got the best defensive line in the entire country. Linebacking core is number three. DB's number eight, so... Clemson will be favored in all their games this year once again, but uh, I do think North Carolina is clearly a uh, challenger if they uh, if those two meet in the ACC title game. Yeah, certainly, certainly make for a big time game. There's uh, there's no question about that. It, on on that side of the ACC, the Carol the Coastal with uh, with Carolina, uh, who's maybe the the one team that could trip Carolina up if there, there's somebody that you know can maybe can maybe uh, sneak up and get them or something like that. Yeah, I think the biggest threat is clearly Miami and Florida. And when you look at Miami last year, at one point they were number nine in the country. Uh, and then they lost to North Carolina. Now, that game against North Carolina, I asked both Manny Diaz and Mac Brown 
what the heck happened in that game? But neither one really knew. They both knew that it was just a strange game and uh, that rolled North Carolina's way in a big way. There is not that big of a talent gap between the two teams. And this year, Miami returns 19 returning starters, only lose nine lettermen. De'Ara King's back at QB, loaded at running back with Cam Harris and Donald Cheney. The offensive line is number uh, is ranked in my top units. The receiving core in the top units. In fact, all eight units rank in my top units in the front of the magazine. So I think that game where uh, North Carolina hosts Miami on October 16th will probably be the game that determines who wins the Coastal. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly looks like it's uh, shaping up that way. Uh, no question about it. Uh, when you look at, uh, at NC State this uh, this season, uh, what what are your uh, your expectations for the uh, for the Wolfpack this year? I think NC State's clearly the second most talented team in the Atlantic. They've got 19 starters back. I think having Devin Leary healthy is a big plus. Ben like Ricky Person, Jordan Houston gives them a, a great trio at running back. You look at the receiving core with Thayer Thomas and Amezi. Uh, you look at the offensive line that's solid and defensively. Uh, all the units are better and then all rank in my top units. So this is a very good NC State team. What I don't like about them is their schedule. They have to play Mississippi State on the road. Naturally, they pull Clemson from the same division, uh, but they get Clemson as a home game. So if you lose that, you only have three other home games in ACC play. They have to go on the road and play Wake Forest, Florida State, Miami of Florida, Boston College, and then pulling the top two teams basically out of the Coastal in Miami and North Carolina they have the toughest slate of anybody in the ACC this year. Yeah, certainly a, uh, a challenging road, no question about that. I, you, know, you, you mentioned uh, the, the fact that they got so many guys back, um, the improvements you expect to see from them, especially with, with Devin Leary, uh, if he can stay healthy. Uh, what, uh, what kind of season do you expect Devin Leary to have? Uh, a very good one. I, I think when you look at him, uh, you're looking at a guy that was playing at a high level last year. Uh, then he, of course, suffered uh, the injury. This year he was fully healthy in the spring and he's got an improved understanding of the game. He's got really good arm strength uh, so he's, he's a guy that uh, can also run the football. He's probably a, a better runner than you think. Uh, I think he's got, got it all at the quarterback position so I'm looking for a big year out of Larry especially with that receiving core to throw to. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly the case and like you said they do have a lot of talent back and uh, Devin Leary stays healthy Last year, things might have been a lot, uh, a lot different for uh, for NC State. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Wake Forest as well. Uh, what do you expect out of the uh, out of the Demon Deacons? Well, this is uh, this is one of Dave Clawson's better teams. And you go back to last year, you know Sam Hartman came in at quarterback, and I thought did a really good job. Thirteen touchdowns, just five interceptions. Uh, I look for an even better year out of Sam Hartman. Uh, the receiving core looks solid, and, and probably the biggest. Thing this year is uh, I've been talking to Coach Clawson now for 13 years. Every year I pick his team low, and every year he finishes higher than I pick him. <laughs> but this year he pointed out that uh, it's really the deepest team he's probably ever had. They went three deep in the spring, and he felt that Wake is a team that's the depth has been a problem. Where you look at the end of the season last year, they lost their last three games. Uh, the previous year in 2019, they lost four of their last five games. They lost. Uh, two of the last four and 18 and so on. This year he felt they have the depth to uh, not wear down at the end of the year. And if that's the case, that makes them dangerous. And they've got a better schedule than does NC State. They do pull North Carolina out of the coastal, uh, but they avoid Miami of Florida, which I think is a plus. 
They play Clemson on the road, which means they have four legitimate home games that they can win. So add it all up, I think Wake is going to have a, a pretty good record this year. And coming off a four and five season, they were eligible to make my most improved list. I got them as the number six most improved team in the country. Wow, so uh, big big improvements uh, expected there for uh, for Wake Forest. I, you, know, you mentioned you know Sam Hartman, high expectations for him. Devin Leary, uh, Sam Howe. It sounds like uh, you know the Tobacco Road area is uh, is pretty rich in terms of uh, of quarterback play this season. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, probably out of all those teams, uh, you know, uh, in North Carolina. Uh, the one that's probably the biggest question mark at quarterback would be Duke, but uh, other than that, everybody's in really good shape. Right, what do you, uh, you know, Duke? I know Coach Cutcliffe's coming off one of his tougher seasons uh, at Duke, and it, it just, you know, last year it just felt like they just didn't have the talent to match you up uh, most weeks or the uh, or the depth. Uh, do you think that's going to be a problem again for uh, for Duke this year? I think Duke will be an improved team, and you go back to last year; they were minus nineteen in turnovers. It's tough to win very many games when you're minus 19 in turnovers and I thought uh, you know you look at a game like the uh, Syracuse they outgained them by 359 yards and some good games early on now at the end of the year they sort of fell apart I don't think that'll happen this year uh, they need to get good quarterback play though whether it's Gunnar Holmberg or Rodney Leonard I think Holmberg wins the job uh, and he needs to have improved quarterback play last year Chase Bryce, 10 touchdowns, but 15 interceptions. They can't have that. But overall, they have pretty decent talent. It's probably the Duke's biggest plus area is the special teams, which I rate number 11 in the country. And Coach Kovkov always says he expects to win two, maybe three games on special teams, so they have that opportunity. I don't think they were as bad as the record or the scores would indicate last year as a turnover-fueled season. So they got to cut down on the turnovers. Yeah, certainly a uh, big key. And we're talking to uh, Phil Steele puts out the most uh, accurate college football magazine uh, each uh, each summer. You can get it at uh, at philsteele.com. Uh, who's the team in the uh, in the ACC? Uh, that, and you maybe you maybe have already said them in the teams we've talked about, and that's all right if that's the case. Uh, but who's who's a team that you expect to, to maybe surprise people this year in terms of uh, in terms of their their you know, turnaround? Uh, or in terms of having a much better record than people maybe expect? Yeah, I think Wake is going to surprise some folks this year, clearly with the talent and the schedule they have coming back. And another team that's going to be a lot more competitive is going to be Georgia Tech. I like the talent that they have at Georgia Tech. They, they've only won three games each of the last two years, but you look at a Jeff Sims, a quarterback, a Jamar Gibbs, a running back, Malachi Carter, a receiver, and uh, the overall talent they've been bringing in on the defense, they've got a lot of remember you had all those SEC transfers on the offensive line last year. They had some big wins last year. They uh, upset Florida State. They uh, upset Louisville, uh, but didn't put it together for the entire year. I think Georgia Tech's going to be uh, a lot better and and probably flirt with a potential uh, winning record, despite the fact they play the third toughest schedule in the country. Wow, that's yeah, that's certainly <laughs> certainly a tough schedule. But like you said, they have brought in a, a lot of talent and improved a lot. Uh, in, in terms of you know looking across the the country and the, the the whole landscape of college football, I mean for the last I don't know seven eight years maybe more, if you were to say if you were if your college football playoff prediction had been the following: Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, chances are you were going to get it right most years. Uh, is it is there any is it more 
diverse this year at all, or do you think it's kind of coming down to those those same four teams again? Well, I tell you what, uh, Ryan, I uh, I put those same four teams on my cover, and yeah, I've got them up there as making the playoff. I didn't really take a lot of chances this year, yep. but I'm going to throw four teams at you that could upset the apple cart. Two of them are very likely contenders that could break in, and the first one will be Texas A&M. And Texas A&M's a team that does lose four starting offensive linemen and the quarterback. But talking to Coach Jimbo Fisher, he felt that this year's offensive line is going to be better than last year's offensive line. And Haynes King, I think, could come in and give Kellerman-type stats. You look at the rest of the unit, they have a number one set of running backs in the country led by Isaiah Spiller and uh, Devon Arcane. The defense is solid throughout, and they get Alabama at home on October the 9th. If they were to pull the upset there, uh, they could very well get themselves into the playoff mix. Another one would be Georgia. Uh, once JT Daniels took over a quarterback, they averaged 37 points per game last year. Georgia has my number four offense and number three defense in the country. They play Clemson in the opener. I am dying to watch that game. Yeah. That should be a great one. Uh, if they upset Clemson, they got a great chance. And even if they don't, they'll be favored in all the rest of their games. They'll only play three true SEC road games this year. And they've given Alabama a test each of the last three times they've played them. Uh, almost leading start to finish in both the postseason matchups against Alabama. So it's going to be uh, fun to watch George. And then two long shots. Uh, one is out of the Big Ten, and that would be Wisconsin. Uh, when I look at Wisconsin last year, they only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. But this year they have four VHT, or very highly talented running backs, running behind a veteran offensive line. They usually average five to six yards a carry. They should get to that this year. They've got a quarterback in Graham Mertz. We had 20 of 21 passes against Illinois last year, and that sort of tallied off. But I think you're going to see him be one of the better quarterbacks in the country. They've got the defense, and then when you look at their schedule this year, all of their road games clearly fall in the winnable category. Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue, and Illinois. Notre Dame's the toughest test, and that game is in Chicago at a neutral site. So uh, Wisconsin very well could run the table, and if they get to the Big Ten title game, They've given Ohio State a big uh, test in both 17 and 19, so they would be my number two surprise team or a non-top 10 team that I think has a shot of making the playoff. And then my number one surprise team is the Washington Huskies. Big offensive line, a lot of quality running backs, uh, solid defense. They may not be the most talented team in the country, but when you look at their schedule, they avoid USC and Utah to the south. Their toughest two games are Oregon and Arizona State. They get them both at home. I think they passed the early test at Michigan. And very well, they could be favored in all 12 games this year. Back in 2016, they were my number one surprise team and made the playoff. We'll see if they can't uh, have lightning strike twice. Yeah, certainly. Uh, certainly be, be a surprise, no question. And we're talking to, uh, to Phil Steele. Puts out the uh, the best college football preview magazine uh, each year. You can get it at, uh, at philsteele.com. You can also follow him uh, on Twitter. At uh, at Phil Steel zero four two always uh, tweets out a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff uh, there as well. Uh, well. Last thing I was going to ask you from a national perspective um, for the Heisman this year, it, it seems it seems like there's three guys that are kind of that are kind of the front runners, or three or four guys that, that kind of seem like they're the front runners. You have Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, uh, DJ at uh, at Clemson. Uh, is there is there anybody else that you think could maybe surprise some people and uh, and get into that uh, that mix this year? Yeah, I think your favorites, as you mentioned, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, Matt Corral of Ole Miss is a guy to watch. They've got a very explosive offense there. Keaton Slovis. 
Clovis at USC. Led a lot of comebacks last year, and USC may be the favorite. But I, I think you have to look at the three brand-new quarterbacks at the three big-time contenders. DJ Uyunglele at Clemson uh, should come in and have a big year, especially with a better offensive line, better receiving core than Trevor Lawrence had last year. Bryce Young of Alabama is a, a guy that's got a great supporting cast once again. Very talented. He was a Maryland quarterback coming out of high school and should have a big year. And then C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. Uh, you know, this is the first time since 1952 that Ohio State has not had a or has zero career pass attempts at QB. But I think C.J. Stroud, throwing to the best set of receivers in the country, will put up some big-time stats. And Ohio State clearly has a chance to run on the table. And all of a sudden, he'd be in the mix. Even though right now he's not even their starting quarterback, they're not going to probably name him the starter until about a week before the season. That's yeah, that's that's certainly a good point, like you said, because they there's like that's a long time for Ohio State not having somebody throwing a uh, throwing a pass, but that's just kind of that's college football today. It's gone gone younger uh, than it than it used to be. Something else I was going to ask that, and it's kind of come down in the last week, so you might not have even asked any coaches about this. Uh, but the NIL, uh, are, are did you get any sense from coaches in, in doing this preview magazine that they're maybe worried about? Further distraction potentially with uh, with that now on the horizon and guys signing endorsement deals. Uh, I think the coaches uh, during the spring, their biggest question mark was clearly the transfer portal yeah. and how wide open that was, and having to protect the roster and re-recruit their own players. I think that was probably the coach's main concern when I talked to them, and, and I talked to a little over 110 of 130 head coaches this year. Yeah, so that's 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 another one that's uh, definitely uh, definitely a concern for uh, for coaches. Uh, no question about that. You know, we've been talking to uh, Phil Steele. You can get his magazine now at uh, at philsteel dot com. You can uh, you can pre order it uh, today. They start coming out in uh, they start coming out uh, right around now. I guess uh, is that right, Phil? Yeah, and actually this year we've changed distribution a little bit to get them on the newsstands quicker. It used to be about four weeks after we sent the last page to the press. Uh, till they hit the newsstand. This year, we're going exclusively with Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So uh, Barnes & Noble and Books A Million are the two places that have them. Go get them before they sell out 352 pages. It's like getting 130 different media guides all rolled into one. It's just three to four times the amount of information any other magazine. But don't waste your gas driving around. They're only available at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million this year. Uh, certainly, or you can get it at uh, Phil Steele. Uh, dot com as uh, as well, uh, Phil. As always, I appreciate you uh, you coming on and giving me a, a few minutes of your time for the uh, for the preview. Hey, a lot of fun talking football with you today, Ryan. Always enjoy it. Again, good stuff from uh, from Phil Steele. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. We'll have more episodes on the horizon. As always, you can get get the episodes Apple, Spotify, or anywhere that you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.